Live from Los Angeles, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences presents the 67th Annual Academy Awards, brought to you by Revlon, revolutionary products for revolutionary women. American Express, for life, for living. Chevrolet, the cars and trucks 36 million people depend on every day, genuine Chevrolet. And Coca-Cola, nothing looks like it, nothing tastes like it, it's always Coca-Cola. For the 67th year, movie fans have been gathering since early morning to share in the excitement of the Academy Awards here at the Shrine Auditorium. You're invited to join them as the film community celebrates Oscar night. One of the brightest stars of Bullets Over Broadway, Oscar nominee Jennifer Tilly. Nominated for the third time for supporting actor, the highly respected Martin Landau. Nominated tonight for Best Actor, Hollywood favorite John Travolta and his wife actress Kelly Preston. Star of True Lies and three-time presenter Jamie Lee Curtis. Nominated tonight for Best Actor, his third nomination, Morgan Freeman. Oscar nominee for Best Actress tonight, Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins. Nominated tonight for Best Actress, double Oscar winner Jodie Foster. Last year's supporting actor winner, the versatile Tommy Lee Jones. Last year's winner for Best Actor nominated again for Forrest Gump, Tom Hanks with his wife actress Rita Wilson. That's Holly Hunter. Nominated for supporting actor in Forrest Gump, Gary Sinise. From the accounting firm of Price Waterhouse, that would be Sharon Stone there. From the accounting firm of Price Waterhouse, LLP, who tabulate the balloting and guarantee the secrecy and the integrity of the results, Mr. Dan Lyle and Ms. Laura Hobart. Worldwide box office favorite, Arnold Schwarzenegger with his wife, Maria Schreiber. Charming young romantic star, Britain's Hugh Grant and Quentin Tarantino nominated tonight. Double Oscar winner, three-time presenter, Sally Field. That's Lawrence Fishburne, nominee last year for Best Actor. International favorite, two-time Oscar nominee, Sylvester Stallone. The beautiful and talented star of Outbreak, Renee Russo. That's Debbie Allen, five-time Oscar choreographer. The distinguished nominee for Best Actor, Nigel Hawthorne. Steve Martin with former Oscar winner, Diane Keaton. Supporting actor winner in 89, third-time third presenter tonight, Denzel Washington. Oscar winner nominated again tonight, Diane Weist. Nominated tonight for Best Actress for Pulp Fiction, Uma Thurman. All right, Connor McPartland alongside younger brother and co-host Aiden McPartland. Say hi to the people, Aiden. Oh, hello. It is a bright and shiny April day, and we're about a month and a half into quarantine. Yeah, and it's quite something. It's quite something. We have been struck with extreme boredom, and so we thought we'd jump on the bandwagon of what all the other... Everyone else is doing. Everyone that. else is doing, which is... Uh, Recording a podcast, revisiting every Academy Awards from 1995 to 2020. 25 years, 25 ceremonies. Uh, 25 fun, awkward, uh, sloppy podcasts that yeah. we can't wait to record. We don't know how to edit anything, so it's going to be awkward. Woo! 
Whoop. Poor editing skills. Yeah. Yes, you were already doing the awkward stuff already. Aiden, why did we decide to start with the 1995 Oscars? Well, I think one of the reasons being is that it was a great year for film. And that's really the main reason why. Also, it's a very even 25 years to just go off of. I didn't even think about that. Um, So I'm not. I think that 1999 was a better film year than yeah. 1994. But, you know, we consider 1995 so highly as one of the greatest film years of all time. It probably is. But that Oscars, as we'll get to in a few episodes, is really bad and kind of forgettable. Yeah. Um, you know, you had American Beauty, which won Best Picture that year. And that's not... No one close, really talks about it. Especially... People talk more about, like, Fight Club. Yeah, when, when we talk about films out of that year. And this year, I feel like, was the first modern iconic Oscars and uh we should probably just mention the best picture nominees right now uh they were Forrest Gump, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Quiz Show, Pulp Fiction, and The Shawshank Redemption. Now that's pretty good. That's a pretty solid. That's about as good of a five group of movies as you're gonna get. Um so Ever vast in, yeah, very in their nominees. Different movies. You got the prison drama, you got the rom com, you got the the really to call I, I guess Forrest Gump an epic next yeah. to the Shawshank Redemption because yeah. they have about the same runtime. Mm-hmm. But, but they're very separate movies, but it, they're both in their own way an epic. Well, yeah, Forrest Gump feels a little bit more like an epic to me, at least just because it covers more time yeah. than the Shawshank Redemption does, even though they do cover both cover a vast. And then you time. got the one that was so different and way ahead of its time with Pulp Fiction. You, the, you just got all the ones. Quirky indie, I think you could call it. Yeah, right? the really quirky indie. Yeah, that no one saw coming. Um, before, so before we dive right in, we should say that we are going to be covering um, seven or eight categories. I yeah. can't count now. So <laughs> it's going to be both screenplay categories, adapted and original. I know they were not in 1995 called adapted or original, mm-hmm. but we're going to call it that because they choose they decided to choose the longest names in the world for written those categories. Written for the screen, but only for written for the screen. Written for the screen based on previous material that was either a book or an article or a story somebody heard in the bathroom. Uh, so we'll do those two. We'll do director. We'll do all four acting. And then we'll talk about picture. And what we're going to do is, you know, obviously Aiden and I haven't seen all these films this year. I, I'll just tell you right now, we haven't seen Quiz Show. Um, but we, we want to talk about if their win was good in terms of, are we still talking about that movie 25 years later? And this is going to be a very interesting year to talk about. Cause like we said, we have three of these films are film buffs regard as like the, the best, the top 20 films. Like they're all in the top 20. Um, The ceremony was held on March 27th, which is pretty late for an Oscar ceremony. Usually they do it in February. They need to decide like how the Super Bowl is the first Sunday of every February, they need to decide that. Yeah. Because they either do it way too early, they do it the f- like the second Sunday of February and it's way too early, or they do it in late March and mm-hmm. it's way too late. You need to find that sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was hosted by David Letterman. It lasted three hours and 32 minutes, which was about as long as this year's yeah. Oscars. Even, uh, though they, even though they try to keep it under two hours. 
<laughs> two hours. Um, and it drew a crowd of 48.3 million viewers, which was not like this year's Oscars. Nope. In fact, it was the most watched Academy Awards since the 55th in 1983. Aiden, do you know what won Best Picture in 1983? What films were around in 1983? The Best Picture winner was Gandhi. That's right. Gandhi, year. a three-hour... I guess you could call it epic. Yeah. That I and I don't think that anyone really talks about that ceremony. Yeah. And, It'll be interesting when we talk about the ratings just to see yeah, this steady decline go down. Yeah. Um so well before we get in the awards aspect, let's talk about uh David Letterman who mm-hmm. hosted. It was his first time, first and only, I believe, time hosting the Academy Awards. A lot of people cuz you know anytime an Academy roll uh, one of these shows rolls around uh people start making lists of like the top 10 worst moments uh, in Oscar's history the top 10 worst hosts and it's just interesting David Letterman thinks that he was the worst Oscar host of all time he still does he um frequently says that it was a bomb he always does that during his monologues or whenever he's being interviewed about it he always says I was just awful at it and some critics kind of put it in that that bad category, mm-hmm. bad hosting job. They bring up the Oprah. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the 67th Annual Academy Awards. I won't lie to you. I'm very, very excited. And I've been dying to do something all day. And I think maybe we can take care of this. Oprah? <laughs> Uma? Uma? Oprah? I feel much better. Have you kids met Keanu? He did do that a lot. He did. But um, some people, like Jimmy Kimmel, said that he loved Letterman's hosting job. And Kimmel actually was uh, did some of his hosting job. He kind of based that off of Letterman's hosting job. So how do you think he did? Just I know you've seen the monologue. Yeah. So how? I mean, it's it, it just seems like an episode of his show. Yes. Really. He, his main thing on his show was just going out and doing random things and filming it. He did that in the monologue, mm-hmm. and I I really enjoyed it because I really like David Letterman. Yeah. But I can understand why people don't like it because it's just something that we have seen yeah. a lot. We should say this is he's about a year into um, late show on CBS at this point. This is the apex mountain of the late night wars. Mm-hmm. This is when Leno v Letterman was actually getting like News coverage headlines. on ABC yeah. News, like they were devoting segments to it. Um, and so it made sense at the time for them to take it. The Oprah Uma joke I referred to earlier that kind of a lot of people bring up as one of the reasons why he was a bad host was he did, like that was a running gag throughout his monologue, was kind of making fun of uh, Oprah Winfrey and Uma Thurman and weird names, weird first names. And then, you know, he brought up Keanu Reeves and mm-hmm. Quincy Jones, who was there to get an honorary Oscar. Um and then at the very last part of his monologue, he did a, a um, video recorded piece where he was in New York City 
and he was asking cab drivers and doing like little bits with them, yeah. which we've seen these remotes that we've seen him do so much. I did not like that. That was, yeah. I think so that slowed it down to a grinding halt. I wonder if that's where Kimmel got his idea to do the tour bus or was inspired to do the tour bus or movie theater bit. Do you think that David Letterman doing that was the first like time any host had done that? I don't know. That's interesting. I don't, because not a lot of people, like he was the f- really the only late night host to be doing remotes at that time. And then Conan kind of comes in and starts doing them too. But I don't know if anybody had ever done them at the Oscars before. If they did, I'm sure it was like panning over to a person who was nominated and, and asking them, you know, what was your favorite film growing up or something like that. And he actually does a comedy bit that isn't super funny, has some giggly moments in mm-hmm. it. Um, kind of feels like a time waster. And then I know you probably didn't see this, but there was one point in the show when he invited Tom Hanks up and asked him to help him roll out a carpet. And then he invited a dog out onto the stage that would twirl around whenever audience clapped. Oh boy. And yeah. so that was about two minutes. So it did at time he was he was hosting a show. Yeah. Like we see like this, any host does. Yeah. Whenever a late night host comes out and hosts one of these award shows, it's like they're hosting a show. His mm-hmm. monologue, a lot of his jokes were like that too. They yeah. didn't feel like because what was interesting about his hosting is that he didn't do the well, uh, Jodie Foster is here tonight. She's nominated for Nell, and then do a joke about Nell yeah. or anything like that. He was like just doing these. He was it was like he was doing his monologue on his show. He had the animal expert out do something like that so but i thought he was you know not terrible you know yeah it'll be interesting to see the the monologues further and and yeah uh, see how they rack up there um okay so the most awarded film of the night was forrest gump it had 13 nominations it also won the most oscars that night with six nominations but here are some other movies that came out in uh 1994 so obviously you have forrest gump shawshank redemption pulp fiction the lion king reality bites leon the professional clerks four weddings and a funeral interview with the vampire legends of the fall dumb and dumber ace ventura pet detective the mask little women natural born killers the hudson sucker proxy edward quiz show speed the River Wild and Heavenly Creatures. So again, not to the caliber of 1999 films, but yeah. it's still a pretty, still good, pretty year good year for films. I'm surprised they didn't nominate Jim Carrey just because he was in just, the biggest comedy. Yeah, especially at that time too. Yeah. I think they were huge. Or Dumb and Dumber. I don't know if that was a box office success, but I think the other ones were. So um, let's. You want to talk about some of these categories? Well, first off, I'm surprised Speed didn't get a nomination okay. for Best Picture. So, I mean. That was a wasted opportunity. All right. Well, we'll let's get into that one okay. picture. But first, let's talk about Best Adapted Screenplay. Okay. The nominees uh, were Forrest Gump, The Madness of King George, Nobody's Fool, Quiz Show, and The Shawshank Redemption. It went to Forrest Gump in the end. Uh, this is, I think, to me, it was either between Forrest Gump or The Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. How do you feel about Forrest Gump taking it home 25 years later? I mean... I don't exactly love it because I think that the Shawshank Redemption script is one of the best scripts ever made. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's clear that they really loved Forrest Gump, so I don't really know. You would not have awarded. I don't it think them. I would have voted Forrest Gump. I'm in the same boat with you because another thing that I don't really like about the script 
is that each act feels like a completely separate movie. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Well, Shawshank Redemption, it's very tight. Yeah, it's always a prison yeah. movie, no matter the whole time. Where, yeah, I, I see what you're talking about, where Forrest Gump kind of jumps around throughout it. I guess that's what you get when you make a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. Um, I feel the same way. I think Shawshank Redemption probably should have won it. Um, I don't think it got anywhere near, because even though it did get a couple of these big awards, I don't think it got nor one what it probably should have. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, this is hard when you're talking about Pulp Fiction and Shawshank Redemption, which I think are two films I would have in like my top 10 movies yeah. of all time. And so it's hard. Uh, they might be some of the that. most important movies ever made. Yeah, important. Important. Important movies, yeah. What I say? word that we banned on this podcast, important? Aiden. Yeah. Don't you remember? Because we were making fun of people who said oh, yeah. it's such an important movie so much. We were like, we should probably ban that word. It's one of the most special movies. Okay. There we go. That's better. Um, I Yeah, I probably would have given it to Shawshank Redemption. Um, best original screenplay. Bullets Over Broadway. Four Weddings and a Funeral. Heavenly Creatures, Pulp Fiction, and Red. It went to Pulp Fiction in the end. There's a lot we got to talk about here. I want to briefly mention Bullets Over Broadway because I feel like this was the last big Woody Allen movie to ever get a lot of nominations. I think it was the last time before Blue Jasmine where it got a nomination. Because I, well, didn't Penelope Cruz win for Vicky, Christina, Barcelona? Oh, for him. Okay, I gotcha. And like the next couple like years he would like actors in his movies would yeah keep winning literally the next year someone would win for one of his movies yeah that's what i was gonna say is that it felt like after this this was the last movie in the annie hall hannah yeah. and her sisters Word type category really loved it where you know it gets as you'll you'll guys will listen to gets multiple nominations mm-hmm. um doesn't get best picture but does get a lot and then afterwards it's like you'll see one person from his film get nominated or it'll be a midnight in paris situation where it gets two nominations but not much of anything else um so just wanted to talk about that four weddings and a funeral that we should probably talk about four weddings and a funeral got a best picture nomination only two oscar nominations only two in total, nominations right? that's impressive because no movie really does that but it broke it broke in order to get into best picture which is something that we never see no. from a romantic comedy ever and it's still kind of crazy 25 years later that it happened it's a movie that like people usually respect you don't assume that the academy is like yeah we recognize you because even when they do like romantic movies it's something like titanic or yeah. la it la an, land it has where... an epic feel to it it brings them you know it's either technically achieving or like brings them back to like old Hollywood. But yeah. this is not that. This is a very, and it's also a very, uh, very regular romantic comedy yeah. in that they get together in the end. Like boy meets girl, boy gets girl, boy loses girl, yeah. boy gets girl back. And that's step yeah. for step what Four Weddings and Funerals. Now, I really enjoyed Four Weddings and I Funeral. really did too. My biggest nitpick, along with your biggest nitpick, is that Hugh Grant ends up with Andy McDowell in the yeah, end, they and did not, not whoever no. he was supposed to get married with. But it is a good movie. It's just still crazy that it got two nominations, and both of them. And one of them was Best Picture. And one of them was Best Picture. Um, and then finally, Pulp Fiction, we should talk about here, ends up winning it. Um, Quentin Tarantino gives a just... He, we're introduced yeah. to the horrible speeches that Quentin yeah. Tarantino will do. Thanks. Uh, 
This has been a very strange year. I can definitely say that. Um, you know what? I was trying to think, I think this is probably the only award I'm going to win here tonight. So I was trying to think, maybe I should just say a whole lot of stuff right here, right now. Just get it all on my system. Because no, no, I thought about no. all year long, everything building up and everything. And just blow it all, just tonight. Just, just say everything. But I'm not. In the future. Thanks. Just such an awkward man who he doesn't just, know how to public yeah. speak. I, I feel like he doesn't really care. I feel like he doesn't really like being recognized with awards, mm-hmm. you know. So maybe that's why he gets awkward. Well, should we talk? Should we have the Pulp Fiction conversation now? Sure, because this was a movie that no one saw coming yeah. at all. Nobody expected it. It premiered at Cannes. It got, I think, it was almost like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where it was just like a huge standing ovation mm-hmm. afterwards. It won something like the biggest award at that they the Cannes yeah. Festival. Yeah, and then. It racks up all these nominations, which nobody expects, but it's still not a movie that the Academy no. would recognize. I feel like it's one of those movies that the Academy like felt like they needed to like nominate it with stuff. Well, I think that yeah, I think they had enough people, enough voters who acknowledged that it was that it was a good movie, but it's never a movie that they were gonna award over a movie like Forrest Gump. Yeah. Do you think it was maybe too ahead of its time? I think so. I think if this movie comes out in 2020, we see it win a lot more than it wins right now. Because you still have, and another interesting thing that we can track throughout uh, these episodes is seeing, you know, like you and I said, we think that Green Book winning in 2019 was kind of the last uh, realm that the old Academy had. Mm -hmm. And now Parasite winning in 2020 was kind of the first leap that the new Academy gets. And I just don't think, I think if the movie comes out, would, would it need to come out in 2020 in order to win Best Picture? Or could you see it come out oh. sometime in the 2010s for it to win Best Picture? I feel like if Gladiator can win in 2000, I feel like it has a chance yeah. in like the 2000s era. Because the thing that repels the Academy from awarding it at this point is it's very violent. Yeah, very so much violence and tons of cursing in yeah. it. Yeah, and you have in you, a very uh, non-linear storyline. Yes, and you don't have that in Forrest Gump. No, when you have a very different, and it's the same thing. Like how Green Book was kind of at the end, this happy ending, and everything's going to work out. Forrest Gump has that same feel mm-hmm. to it, and you don't get that same feel in Pulp Fiction. But he ends up taking home his first Oscar, Quentin Tarantino, one of two. Well-deserved. For Best Original Screenplay, well-deserved. I don't think Four Weddings and a Funeral should have won over it. I don't have many nitpicks with Pulp Fiction, but but the biggest, the one nitpick I do have with Four Weddings and a Funeral just trumps the whole thing, you know? Kind of it's the ending. Call. You don't have to announce it every time it happens. Sorry. It's like when I cough. You don't have to say, oh, Connor's coughing. I should probably stall or something. Um, all right. So best supporting actress. We're getting into the acting categories now. Oh, man. Which is very interesting. Best supporting actress. The nominees that year were Rosemary Harris, Tom and Viv, Helen Mirren, The Madness of King George, Uma Thurman, Pulp Fiction, Jennifer Tilly, Bullets Over Broadway, and Diane Weist, Bullets Over Broadway. Diane Weist ended up taking it home for Bullets Over Broadway, um, something that I think has aged very poorly yeah. and should have gone to Uma Thurman. It should have, because she's in one act of the movie, but she is amazing in it. She might 
have given the best performance in the movie. Um, who else would you, I would I would not put Andy McDowell in for four weddings and a funeral. Some people say no. that they could see putting her in. Could you she see? She didn't do anything in the movie. She just stood around. Yeah. It's true. Could you see uh, anybody else from the movies that I mentioned? Anybody who should have been replaced in here? I think, no. I don't know if Natalie Portman would be considered a supporting or lead actress for Leon the Professional. I think she'd be lead, but that was a really good performance. Little Women Ensemble, you know, you had Claire Danes and Kirsten Dunst, but um, was that the first Little Women adaptation, film adaptation? It couldn't have been, right? Nope. No? Okay. The first one was in, like, the 50s. Well, okay. Okay. Because it's just so weird to me that it, that, I guess that just proves what a good film this most recent one was, that it got all those yeah. nominations, and this one only got, and like, this really, two or three. Diane Weiss winning just really proves that the Academy, like, loves Woody Allen, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, they definitely. They just love him so much that they won't award him, but they'll award the actors that he's that are in his movies. And her speech has aged very poorly because not only does she thank Woody Allen in the speech, yeah. she also thanks Harvey Weinstein in her speech, who is a producer on the film. Um, Janine Garofalo for Reality Bites, that's interesting. She was pretty good in that movie. I don't know if she was in it enough to like win. Well, I don't know because she's like she's overshadowed by Winona Ryder and Ethan Hawke and Ben Stiller in the movie. But when she's in the movie, she's really good in that. Um, so that would, that would be interesting if you had put, I just think bullets over Broadway. Nobody talks about, no bullets one, over- I think that out of all of Woody Allen's movies, that's the one that nobody remembers. And even when you say the words bullets over Broadway, people are like, what? Well, and it's a very popular play and has been on Broadway for years. I actually tried looking, I was going to watch bullets over Broadway and it's not on anything, and it's not even on Amazon to rent or buy. Like, you have to buy the $40 Blu-ray or $30 DVD in order to watch it. But like I said, it's kind of like the last Woody Allen movie to rack up as many nominations as it did. Because even the ones after it weren't a lot. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Best Supporting Actor. Here we go. So the nominees were Samuel L. Jackson, Pulp Fiction, Martin Landau, Ed Wood, Chaz Palmentary, Bullets Over Broadway, Paul Schofield, Quiz Show, and Gary Sinise for Forrest Gump. It ended up going to Martin Landau in the end. First of all, would Ed Wood be considered an original screenplay or adapted screenplay? Was it based off of a book? I don't think so. Then it would be original. Okay. Um, I would take out Bullets Over Broadway and put Ed Wood in for original screenplay. I forgot about that. Or... No, I think it would be Bullets Over Broadway out because Ed Wood is, I love Ed Wood and it's an incredible movie. I think I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, Martin Landau winning for Ed Wood has caused a lot of controversy 25 years later. People actually call it a racist decision made by the Academy. It does go back to what we talked about with Pulp Fiction, which is that it wasn't ever expected to win anything Mm -hmm. and it was still kind of something they were scared of even though they acknowledged that it existed it 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 sucks too because this was like samuel jackson's only nomination and i think it would have been the only movie where he could have ever won i think it was his only chance of winning i don't know where his career is going as of right now but it doesn't seem like he's going to get a nomination for Captain Marvel 2 or no, anything I like that. I don't think that's ever going to happen. So, who uh, was the Forrest Gump dude? Was he uh, the. He was his uh, his 
Lieutenant. Oh. Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of good in it. He was. He was he very was. good in it. I enjoyed him a lot in it. Um, I just think Samuel Jackson is such now. Samuel Jackson, his performance in Pulp Fiction is somehow like scary and cool and like really funny. Like the whole monologue he does when they're in the apartment, I think is one of the best scene like mm-hmm. monologues ever. I also, only he could make it work. Yeah. Like he's become such not only it's not only one of the greatest performances of all time, but it's also one of the most iconic yeah. performances of all time. And Martin Landau does play. The thing about Ed Wood is that it is a movie about Hollywood mm-hmm. and this guy who has a dream to make movies. And Martin Landau does play uh, an old actor who played Dracula in a ton of movies for Universal. And the one thing we know about the Academy is they, they love, love acknowledging they love themselves. Act- they love awarding actors who play actors. Yeah. And so that's why Martin Landau won in the end. Um, is it was it a racist thing? Do you think? Because I will. Point- I of course want to say yes, but on the other hand, I know that Pulp Fiction was just a movie that they recognized but didn't want to award. I think we have to put our it like with our 1995 goggles yeah. on because now of course we would say it's a racist decision because that's like we said it's one of the most iconic performances now um but i think back then you just have to look at the fact that uh martin landau is playing a famous yeah, actor he's kind of and he was at that point pretty much a legend right yeah like he, he, he was, was a really well-known actor who i don't think ever won I don't think it was a makeup Oscar, though, because I do yeah. think it's a really good performance. And all the other performances that I've seen to be makeup Oscars, I don't think were as good as the performance that he gave. Um, but I don't think it was necessarily a racist decision, but I I just think that Pulp Fiction was just not the movie that they were into. Yeah. Um, by the way, going back to original screenplay for a second, should Dumb and Dumber have gotten an original screenplay nomination? Ah, oh, that's tough. I would... Th- Okay, I would say probably, yes. If we are running the Academy, if, do if we get If we give? are running the Academy, then yes, I would of course nominate Dumb and Dumber because it's one of the funniest movies ever. You could of course make the case that it doesn't work with Jim Carrey or Jeff Daniels, but I would disagree. The, That's true. Like, the lines that are in the movie are only elevated by their performances, but the lines themselves will make you like die of laughter. And then here's another one. Speed. Should be Speed have gotten an original screenplay nomination? The thing about Speed is that each piece, each, each piece of the movie is like a small piece that makes the movie great. And I don't think the screenplay is amazing. You don't think it's that? It's Oscar worthy. I don't think the screenplay is Oscar worthy. I think the movie itself is Oscar worthy. Yeah. I mean, if Darkest Hour can get nominated for like and getting nominated for like nothing else. Why yeah. can't? Why speed? can't speed? I was just because I first of all I said the Jim Carrey thing. So I was just looking at the three movies, and I think Dumb and Dumber would probably has probably the best screenplay yeah. of all three. And then I saw Speed, and I was like, well, maybe that should have gotten one too. Um, and this was also before the Coen Brothers were getting anything, right? This yeah, was before, like okay. their first movies for like raising arizona blood simple didn't get anything yeah because i'm looking at the hudsucker proxy and i wonder if in 2020 if that movie comes out if that gets an original well, from screenplay. what i've heard of hudsucker proxy is that that is a slapstick comedy and i don't think that the academy like mm-hmm. cares about those 
We didn't think. And also, this was Coen Brothers before they were, you know, yeah, cemented. cemented as one of the best filmmakers ever. We we didn't think the Academy liked rom coms either. And then <laughs> oh, Four Weddings and true, a Funeral comes true. out. What do, what do we know? Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's go into Best Actress here. Woo. So the nominees: Jodie Foster, Nell, Jessica Lange, Blue Sky, Miranda Richardson, Tom and Viv, Winona Ryder, Little Women. And Susan Sarandon, the client, Jessica Lange. Well, I want to thank the Academy so much. This is such a wonderful honor, especially for a little film that seemed to have no future. And uh, it's just such a great honor. I want to thank uh, Orion Films, past and present. <laughs> especially Mark Platt for letting us do this very peculiar little film in the first place. And my dear friend Lynn Harris, the producer who really stuck by the film even when it was sitting on a shelf in a bank vault in New York City. <laughs> um, to the writers, of course, who created a marvelous character. And uh, to the players, a wonderful group of actors that I was fortunate to work with, especially Mr. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> who really made the performance that I gave possible. And um, this is really a tribute to Tony Richardson as a... Uh, <laughs> he loved actors, he loved everything about it, he loved the acting, and uh, he was the perfect person for me to work with. He just kept nudging me over the edge, and with a character like this, uh, it's exactly what I needed. And last of all, to my three children, <laughs> who um, make all of this possible with their love and patience. So, thank you very, very much. Question to you, is this one of the worst best actress categories of all time? It might be the worst, because none of these movies anyone ever talks about. So, I'm going to shock you here, Aiden. What? I watched both Blue Sky and Nell in preparation really? for this podcast. Really? I watched Nell uh, because I have listened to a lot of people bash that movie and say really? it is a horrible movie. Um, and then I watched Blue Sky, of course, because Jessica Lange ends she up taking for it home. It. Did she deserve it, Connor? Um, Blue Sky is an awful movie. Um, I will point out that Tommy Lee Jones was acting against both Jessica Lang and Blue Sky and Susan Sarandon in The Client. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Um, but Blue Sky is a really bad movie. Um, Nell is a better movie than really? Blue Sky. And at this point, you have to look at the performances. I don't think either performance is very good, but Jessica Lang in Blue Sky is such... Uh, it's. I don't think it's a good performance and I'm kind of confused on how she ended up taking it home. I'm very confused. Yeah. And I I guess that means then that we would take Jodie Foster for now. I don't necessarily think do you know what Nell's about in no. So Nell is about Liam Neeson. Uh it's I'm in. I'm no, in. don't you don't need that. to say anymore. Calm Liam Neeson, that. I'm in. This is not nonstop on anything. Okay. Oh. This is Liam Neeson. Is this taken? No, it is not taken. Oh. Liam Neeson goes into the woods and he finds this old woman in a cabin and she's dead and he finds her daughter played by Jodie Foster and she is never 
she's been secluded in this cabin her entire life. She doesn't speak a word of English. She doesn't know what electricity is. She's basically like, uh, he basically like finds an animal and like gets attached. So it's to as it. if he brought it. Like a like Jodie someone... Foster the whole time is talking like that's so that's what she's like. Says the he whole brought time. back a cape, man. I was trying to think because I, I was like, oh my god, I've seen this parody a thousand times, and I couldn't think of one to use as an analogy. But yes, it is like he brought home a caveman. So that's what Nell's about. I am in. <laughs> so, this it's such a bad best actress. It race. is, and Jessica Lang. All respect to Jessica Lang. She was great in American Horror Story. She is great in uh, Feud with Susan Sarandon. And, and yes, I know she's been in a ton of other stuff besides that. Those are the only things that matter to Connor. Those are the only th- other things I've seen her <laughs> in. Besides Blue Sky, which is a bad movie. And it, like all of the acting that she does that would in earn quotes. her the, the acting that she does to earn her the Academy Award, it's all like yelling acting. Like that's it. Does like, she scream a lot in the movie? She does scream a lot in the movie because she she plays a woman. Like you, th- I think that she has bipolar disorder, and I think that's what we're supposed to gather from the movie. So there are a lot of outburst scenes where she's just yelling. Um, but it's a bad movie, and Nell is better. It's not a ton better, but it's better. I would rewatch Nell in a heartbeat before I would rewatch Blue Sky. This is just a bad yeah. best actress. Is race. it weird that I just want to say Renato Ryder should win it? Won it for Little Women. I haven't seen the movie, but I just would love for her to have an Oscar. I mean, a lot of people, yeah, talk about Susan Sarandon for The Client. She said that she was great in that. So, and then I'm looking at all these other movies that we said, and I don't really know who else would have taken it. Like, Would would Sandra Bullock be uh, supporting or lead? That is a good question. That's interesting. She's in a good amount of the movie, but I can't 100% see why they would put her in supporting. Okay, so when it, how far into the movie is she introduced? She's Okay, so it's like after the whole elevator scene, after when they're at the bar, and then after the first bus explosion, then she shows up and then doesn't leave the rest of the movie pretty much. So that didn't answer my question. How far into the movie do you think she's in? I'm going to say 20 to 30 minutes. That'd be interesting. Because, yeah, then she doesn't leave for the rest of the movie, right? She doesn't really... I think she's in, after that, almost every scene. That'd be interesting. I think, yeah. yeah. I think I we could have put her in here. I think we can put her in this win. category. Forget Blindside. I think she would have won. Forget Blindside. This is, this is what you should have won for. Yeah, or even or even Winona Ryder in Reality Bites, I think, would be, would have been a good one, too, that you could have put in. Um, wow. It's that just, is, Wow. That we just—it's so impressive that no one talks about these movies. These which people is were nominated point. for best actress. No one has talked about their performance and sense, and no one has talked about the movies. Which is something we can talk about because at least Martin Landau, people talk about Ed Wood still, yeah. but nobody talks about these movies, and nobody really. Did you know any of these movies besides The Little Women? Did you know any of these movies? No, I yeah. think I had heard. Of- Wait, was Reality Bites even nominated, or did you just put that? No, in? No, I just said Renona Ryder could have okay. been nominated for Reality okay. Bites. Yeah, I, like Reality Bites. I had never heard of any of these movies beforehand, other than Little Women. Wow, it's crazy! Horrible Best Actress category. Uh, best Actor, a little better, not okay. a lot not, better, not, but a little better. Not astonishing. Yeah. Uh, the nominees that year were Morgan Freeman, The Shawshank Redemption, Nigel Hawthorne, The Madness of King George, Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump, Paul Newman, Nobody's Fool. And John Travolta, Pulp Fiction. Thank Tom you. Hanks ended up taking it home. Uh, um, I'm I'm standing here uh, in lieu of 
my fellow nominees who are just as deserving, if not more so, of this moment. Uh, I'm standing here because of an army of people who, over the course of uh, a backbreaking schedule that was set by Bob Zemeckis, <laughs> who worked much harder than I did and had much more at risk if our, success, if our efforts were not successful. I'm empowered to stand here thanks to the ensemble of actors, men and women, who I shared this screen with, who in ways that they will never understand made me a better actor. And I am standing here because the woman I share my life with uh, has taught me and demonstrates for me every day just what love is. I, Man, I, 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 I feel as though I'm standing on magic legs uh, in a special effects process shot that is too unbelievable to imagine <laughs> and far too costly to make a reality. But here is my mark, and there is where I'm supposed to look. And believe me, the power and the pleasure and the emotion of this moment is a constant, the speed of light. It will never be diminished, nor will my appreciation and the meaning between two simple words that I can only offer you here. Thank you, God bless you in this room, and God bless you all around the world. Um, how, how is this 25 years later? I think it's aged actually pretty well. I mean, this is a, we can get into the entire different conversation about Forrest Gump. I wanted to save it for best picture, but, um, Dude, first of all, notably, no Tim Robbins for the Shawshank Redemption, yeah. which is notable. Paul Newman, Nobody's Fool. That's one of Paul Newman's last films, I believe. Um, uh, comedy drama, John Travolta, Paul Fiction. I would take out Nigel Hawthorne in a heartbeat and put in I don't Tim know Robbins. The movie. The, well, evidently, I mean, it got, what, three nominations? Madness of King George. Helen Mirren is in it, so that should tell you what the movie's uh, about. British people. British people being British, yeah. I bet. Probably like living in mansions or something or like wearing fancy I clothes. I imagine it takes place in the, I'm going to say, 18th or 17th century and they're wearing like corsets times, like and white wig. wig. Yeah, yeah. High Amadeus-like yeah. wigs. Yeah. Um, I Yeah, so I would put Tim Robbins in, yeah. in a heartbeat for Shawshank. Because I think he was in the same amount of time as Morgan Freeman. And you can argue... That he was also the main character of that movie. Yeah. Like you well, could technically he, he is the main character. Yeah. But it's just told from Morgan Pre Morgan Freeman's perspective. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I mean you could make an argument either way. Um and now I'm trying to think, and I understand John Travolta for actor because he's in all yeah. three segments of the movie. Yeah. He, he's not in them for long. He's but not he's in the in, second segment for long. He I mean he dies. Yeah, it, but spoiler, sorry. Oh, yes. By the way, yeah. No Bruce Willis for supporting actor. We're good. No, there. we're. I good mean, there. he he does nothing really. No, nothing astonishing. While Tra John Travolta is like so weird that it's really awesome. Can I ask you a question? How come 
whenever Christopher Walken walks out onto a talk show, they say, you know, my next guest from blah, 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 and Pulp Fiction, please welcome Christopher Walken, when he's in the movie for maybe two minutes. I think the movies that they usually say are like movies like, you know, Deer Hunter or something, but they never say Catch Me If You Can, and I think that they should replace Pulp Fiction Yeah, he's in more of that movie than he is Pulp Fiction. I think he got nominated for Catch Me If You Can, right? I think he did. Oh, did he? I think yeah. so. Yeah, well, I know one person got nominated there. I guess we'll find out whenever yeah. we come to When that. we go to, like, 2003. There's another awkward moment for you guys. No, I'm kidding, Aiden. No, yeah, thanks. Um, I, I, I think that in general, Tom Hanks winning is... So, good. and we should say too, the year before he wins supporting actor or lead actor lead for actor. Philadelphia. He's yeah. like one of the only, I think he was like one of the only people or the only person to win back to back. So let's talk about this then. Does Tom Hanks have the most power in his career at this moment when he wins? As soon Oscar? as he wins that Oscar, I, I, as soon as he wins the Oscar for Forrest Gump, I feel like he has control of his entire career. So you think that's when he's most powerful in his career is, yes. is at this moment? Because I... You would be willing, you could say 2020 is the most power too, because he's already established as one mm-hmm. of the greatest actors of all time. And then get the And nomination. he can pick his projects. Now, granted, he's not getting as many nominations as he did before, but yeah, I think I'm okay with Tom, because the only, I would say, if not Tom Hanks, then I would put Tim Robbins for yeah. Shawshank Redemption. Then I would say him. It's not that I, I, Morgan Freeman is great in that Morgan movie. Morgan Freeman's amazing. His, his narration in that movie is astonishing. He, he really does carry the movie a lot, yeah. Um, well, you can say that about any... His narration of March of the Penguins is astonishing, and you can say that about well, anything. Well, yeah. Um, I just think Tim Robbins... I, I just really like Tim you Robbins think that a Tim more. Robbins... Like, I think that Tim Robbins just did a little more acting than Morgan Freeman. Well, yeah, and it's... I mean, obviously, it's not fair because Tim Robbins was secluded yeah. in, in that whatever you call it for like two weeks and then had to act like that. Um, best director, Woody Allen, Bullets Over Ugh. Broadway. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Christoph Kolinsky for Red, Robert Redford, Quiz Show, Quentin Tarantino, Pulp Fiction, and Robert Zemeckis, Forrest Gump. Robert Zemeckis ended up taking it home for Forrest Gump. It is uh, so incredible that Stephen is handing me this this great trophy so I guess I can't think of a more appropriate place or time to say thank you Stephen thank you for believing me in me and giving me my start for being a guiding influence in my work and being a good friend thank you very much um, there are some others who have uh, contributed greatly to my career my parents of course also like to thank Jack Grabke, Bruce Raymer, John Milius, and Bob Gale. And for this tremendous honor, I'd like to thank the members of the Academy, everyone at Paramount Pictures, my entire cast and crew for doing a job that amazed me every day and, and made it an incredible joy to go to work, to Wendy Feinerman for bringing this project to me and getting it started in the first place, for Steve Starkey to, for making sure we got it finished, Tom Hanks and Eric Roth, my creative soulmates. It's obvious this film could not have been made without your huge talent. Most important, I'd like to thank my wife, Mary Ellen, and my son, Alex, for your love, support, for being my main source of inspiration, not only in my work, but in my life. And finally, I would like to thank 
motion picture audiences all around the world. In historic numbers, you have embraced a film that at its, at its heart offers a human, life-affirming, hopeful story. And it story. is quite Thank notable that the director of The Shawshank Redemption, Frank Dabernay, was not nominated. I think that that's very stupid, the fact that he wasn't nominated. Not only do I think it's very stupid, I would have him winning over Robert Zemeckis. Oh, in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Because the thing about Forrest Gump is that no shots, like, speak out to me. The only, like, directing he does in that movie is really with the feather. Yeah. And I don't even get that feather. What was the point of the feather? I think I missed that. I kind of fast forward through it because I was like, oh my gosh, this movie is two and a half hours. I got to shave off as much time as possible. Yeah, I so fast, I fast forward, forward through, through the first feather thing. Yeah. And then when the end credits, and then at the end, I was like, there's still like seven minutes left. Yeah. I mean, there's no way they have six minute credits. So I watched the whole thing and it was not worth it. It was just two minutes of a feather flying. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I fast forward through that too. Or I think I ended the movie after that. Um. The, the directing in Shawshank Redemption is just crazy. It's astonishing. And the shot in the hole is, is one, one of the, the yeah is one of the most impactful shots ever. Because as soon as the camera moves back, you're like, heck yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I mean, I think it's one of the greatest shots of all time it in is. the history of cinema. Um and there are just so many other ones. When he's when the guards are holding him Tim Robbins yeah. uh, over the or against the roof. Um there are just so many good ones. And I Forrest Gump is a great movie. I don't want to people to think that I don't like Forrest Gump. I just don't think you watch that movie and are astonished by the directing. Yeah. And I think... But this yeah. makes sense because this was during a time where whenever a movie would win a lot, it won a lot. Like yeah. they, the Academy locked in. They were Usually, like, this is our favorite movie. It's going to win all this stuff. Especially in the 90s. If you win a, if you win a screenplay award, like, you're probably going to win, like, director or picture. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's still true today, right? It's still kind of true. Like, if you win screenplay, you get momentum Yeah. to win. But this was, I mean, like we said, Forrest Gump won the most with six, which is not as much as One of them for visual have. effects. That's weird. Well, I guess You don't the, look at Forrest Gump and be like, man, those visual effects in that movie. Well, so I guess the army scene at yeah. the end when they're, when they're at war and then... um the one where he's giving the speech in DC mm -hmm. and it like pants those all those long people. shots where you just look off in the distance and it doesn't stop. I think that that's impressive visual effects. But with something like the feather, like that is so obviously CGI. That's where I'm like, how did this win? Or like, and one of the biggest nitpicks I have with that movie is the visual effects of like Reagan yes, or John Lennon talking. And so it's so stupid. bad. It's so They're bad. They're not good. You can easily tell when John Lennon is talking, he's, his mouth is not lined up with it whatever he's saying. It is so stupid. Yeah. It brought me out of the movie completely. Yeah, I don't know. I understand what they were trying to go for there. I think placing Tom Hanks in a picture, shaking JFK's hand would have been would have better. Been more impressive than instead him of saying, hey, I have to pee, which was stupid. Do you remember, I think it was uh, Lyndon B. Johnson and it's Tom Hanks getting his medal of freedom and he like that bends over to show his worst <laughs> thing I probably ever seen. And it's clearly that, Lyndon Johnson. That was probably not the talking. worst like thing I've seen in a good movie. Probably. Yeah. It was the worst so part of bad. a prestige movie. Yeah. It, so, oh man, but we got off on a tirade. Anyway, so, so, uh, no shots we got to me. Unlike Pulp Fiction where 
so many shots speak out to me. Or the Shawshank. Or the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, I was well, we could bring up Quentin Tarantino here because it's, I, I mean, it's very impressive that the first movie he writes, or well, no, the second, second movie, movie he writes forget. and directs. I always forget about Reservoir Dogs. Um, a lot of people would probably say give it to him. Probably, if yeah. you If you weren't going to take, if you couldn't put in Frank DiBernay for, for the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Give it to him, and that's. I mean, I'd be fine. With there are that a lot too. more shots that I remember in Pulp Fiction than in uh, Forrest Gump. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then finally, Best Picture. Like we said before, the nominees were Forrest Gump, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Pulp Fiction, Quiz Show, and The Shawshank Redemption. Forrest Gump ends up taking it home. Um, this is this is interesting it's to talk interesting, about yeah. after twenty five years. Is Forrest Gump as relevant as Shawshank or Pulp Fiction? Oof. Because I would say no, but I don't know why. That's, that depends on like where you're looking at it from. Because I feel like more like people in like you know middle school or high school have heard of Forrest Gump and have probably watched it than either Shawshank Redemption or Pulp Fiction. Those are things that like movie lovers like know to heart, and they know that more than Forrest Gump. You know, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I guess. Yeah. I, if I talked to my classmates, if I did a survey, more people might say that they had seen Forrest Gump. Yeah. Because, you know, Pulp Fiction is like a great movie, but like not many high schoolers like go out of their way to watch it. You yeah. Know? So 20... and also Forrest Gump is just one of those movies that you like somehow just have watched as a child. Yeah. Well, and even though even though I yeah. didn't watch it as a child. Well, and the rating, the what is it? It's like PG thirteen, right? Yeah. That speaks to it. Um so I don't think it's aged poorly twenty five years later. I just it just has it's still aged relevant incredibly well. So what what do you have winning over it? Oh, by the way, before I forget, um, Tim Burton totally should have gotten a nomination for director for Ed Wood. The way that he made that movie look like a horror movie and a throwback to uh, the Universal movies that he loves so much. And there are a lot of like Wes Anderson-y shots and all incredible uh, centering. Oh, yeah, movie. Johnny Depp. Should he have gotten nominated? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I would have, yeah. I mean, that means I have to take out Paul Newman for Nobody's Fool, but uh, yeah, I would have, or... I have mixed feelings about John Travolta in Pulp oh, Fiction. No, don't do this. Okay, here's the thing about John no, Travolta I'll keep him. is that his scene, the overdose scene, mm -hmm. is incredible. You and like the overdose scene. He makes it incredible. It might be my favorite scene in the entire movie. I would, because of the way that he's freaking out while not freaking out is crazy. Yeah, I, w I have that exact same feeling, but with the you shot Kenny, right? Kenny. Oh man, I shot Marvin in the face. Oh, Marvin, that's right, yeah. So and he must have went over a bump or something. Yeah, so I would have taken out reason Newman. why Tarantino definitely deserved original screenplay set. Those little lines were so funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I would have had Freeman, uh, Robbins, Johnny Depp. I, I will never. And as we get further and further into these episodes, and he gets more nominations, I will never understand what the Academy looks for in him. Because you think, wait, who? Johnny Depp. Because, like, you uh, think, well, yeah, he's getting good one. good performances don't get nominated, and yet the performances that nobody really remembers. Well, I just don't know, because, like, he's playing, he's not playing the same character in every movie. But, like, if you're going to award him for a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, and I don't know what you don't see in Ed Wood yeah. that you see in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Or, like, something like Edward Scissorhands, you know, where yeah. he doesn't speak and the entire really doesn't speak. Yeah. And, yeah, I have no idea. Uh, best... 
back to Best Picture anyway, what would you have over Forrest Gump? Jeez, I don't know. Because on one hand, my heart is saying Pulp Fiction, just because I think that I maybe, I know I can rewatch that movie a lot more than uh, Shawshank Redemption, but my head is just knows that the Shawshank Redemption is a better movie. And I think it's like one of the most top-rated movies on IMDb. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm... I think I'm going to say Shawshank Redemption because I feel like it has just aged so well, you know, like mm-hmm. nothing really Absolutely. bad has happened to it. Where as with Pulp Fiction, the entire second act hasn't really been entirely great. That's true. That's true. But it was, I think it was weak at yeah. the time it came out. I think everyone knew that it was weak too. Yeah. But with Shawshank Redemption. Like no part really slows down, mm-hmm. you know. I under I completely agree with your saying. I think Shawshank Redemption is more of a movie movie, and I think it's a spectacle of a film. I think it's beautifully shot at times mm-hmm. and beautifully told. I would go with Pulp Fiction Ooh. over it. Okay, and again, we do not hate Forrest Gump. We don't I hate enjoyed. It. I think Gump. it was a very fun movie. I thought it was a very fun movie, but when it was trying to be serious, I didn't take it seriously. I like when he's talking to the. At the grave of Jenny, I yeah. didn't really feel anything. So that's so. Then I asked, "What did the Academy see in 1994 that made them that were like this is best picture worthy, or that this Maybe should get as many it was awards just a as safest it did. choice?" Because you look at the nominees. Well, I mean, technically, four weddings and is a funeral the is technically choice. the safest choice. Yeah. But I feel like even the Academy is like, okay, let's just go a little uh, bit edgy. Let's yeah. just move it a centimeter to the edge. And I feel like out of the all those nominees probably Forrest Gump is probably the safest. I guess that'd be true. Yeah, like Pulp Fiction once again, no. so much violence, so much cursing, and Shawshank Redemption is just a very dark story. And like, I don't think anything hap- like happy happens in it. The end is kind of the end is kind of bit. uplifting. Yeah. yeah, I'll say that. Tim but Robbins. That's the very end of the movie. Yeah, that's true. I would oh, go wait, with no, Pulp Fiction. No, that's over. not really happy because it's tan. I don't really like his tan. Tim Robbins. At the end of the movie. At the end of the movie. Why is he sand- why is he sanding off a boat? I don't too. know. Well, okay. What about his uh happy monologue or his hope monologue? Okay, yeah, I guess you could say that. Like when Morgan Freeman gets out. As long as I don't think that's the very next scene after that is a scene where he attempts to get raped. I think that's yeah. good then. I don't think it is, but a lot of that movie, much like Forrest Gump, is kind of blended together in my head because it's two well, and a half hours. The thing is that with Forrest Gump, I just like, once again, nothing sticks out to me. But with Shawshank Redemption, it's in the same place. Yeah. So I kind of forget like where each scene is set. So then it blends together for me. Which, by the way, three of these movies were like over two and a half hours, right? Or close to two and a half hours. Yeah, around there. Quiz show I know is over two hours. I think it's like two hours and ten minutes. And Four Weddings and a Funeral is close to two hours, yeah, right? a little close to two hours. We haven't talked about Quiz Show at all. Is that that them nominating it? Does that age well? Well, we have to remember that this is Robert Redford, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I mean, obviously, people don't talk about Quiz Show as much as um, all these other movies. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you want to take out Quiz Show and put Speed in? Can we? Oh man, because we haven't even actually. Had the speed okay, conversation. this might surprise you. I might not put Speed in. I might put The Lion King in because I think The Lion King is. Probably the best animated movie ever. I would agree with that. I don't think I liked it as much as Speed, 
Um, by the way, so we said Sandra Bullock could be a lead actress, yeah. nominated for lead actress. I love you, Keanu, but I don't know if he should. Like at this point, I've already replaced no. two people. Yeah. I don't know if I can replace a third because then Not I have to pick. Not necessarily that you are bad in the movie. It's just that we've replaced so many people. Because then I have to put him up against John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. I don't think no. that's that's matchup. I for but, me the only thing that I would nominate, like one of his movies that I would nominate him for, would probably be John Wick. Yeah, which we'll get to in 2014. But uh, Dennis Hopper for supporting actor that was that would have been interesting, yeah. right? I mean. He's so over the top in speed. I don't know how to feel about that. So good in he's speed. What so are you talking about? so good at being over the top, though. You're telling me you don't think he's over the top? I th- of course I think he's over the top, but that's what makes it so entertaining. That's what makes that whole movie entertaining is it's so over the top, and it's a movie that I think is one of the most rewatchable movies of I all time. I think it is probably the most rewatchable movie. And like it, whenever it's on TV, I want get to sucked just re- in. rewatch. We're like diehard whenever it's on TV. I'm just like, I'm going to wait till Christmas. So I really only watch it like once a year. Yeah. Well, and Die Hard has, Die Hard kind of like, it takes a while for him to actually get yeah. to the tower. But to that's the, the thing that I appreciate then... about the movie is that it's treating itself like a movie, unlike Speed, which is treating itself like an action movie, which it is. I would, I think I would take out Speed, Quiz Show, and put in Speed for oh, Best man. Picture, I think. And um, I'm not going to say that it should win Best Picture. <laughs> but Or I could put out Four Weddings and a Funeral, but I've seen Four Weddings and a Funeral. Okay. Hugh Grant we haven't talked about, by the way. Hugh, Hugh Grant, Grant for I think, was really actor. good in it. Yeah. Again, like that. now we're getting into, can we uh, say Best Four Actresses and One Actor? Sure. Like, can we, can we, <laughs> Yeah, let's uh, take change out, uh, best actress just a little yeah. bit. Let's take out uh, the winner for best actress and put in Hugh Grant, <laughs> <laughs> or just like modify it to like it. Could we put best actor slash actress that year and then have best actor? Sure, unless they want to put in who who we said that they should put in for best actress. But Hugh Grant was was he was actually really good in it, and I was actually really surprised that Four Weddings and a Funeral was actually pretty good like when they got to the funeral i thought that that was really well done mm-hmm. yeah i mean i felt more emotion with that than i did at all in forrest gum um wow yeah well, wow yeah. that is the same by the way is um is jenny a hero or a villain in that movie see she doesn't do anything wrong to forrest she just is not a good person. Well, she leaves him though after they hook up finally, and then she just leaves him the next morning. I th- I don't think that she's a villain. I just think that she's not the best human on earth. Also, if the Academy had a best soundtrack Oscar, I think Forrest Gump would have won. I was reading some stuff about the soundtrack, and I love the soundtrack too. But, um, but there were some people who did say like that's like cliche moments they drop like when he's running and then it's running on empty mm-hmm. when he's running and it's like oh well of course it's here's running the thing about the soundtrack is that i love the songs that they choose i think they just they, they just put in too much because then like the first time we see him at vietnam mm-hmm. it goes from like credence clearwater revivals fortunate son to like aretha franklin's respect yeah then to a beach boy song and then to all along the watch. Mrs. Tower. Robinson is in Mrs. there for like Robinson three seconds. Freebird. Yeah. Which at the time was like the best use of Freebird until Kingsman. Yeah. And I forgot I forgot the use. What was what scene was it in when they used it? When she was thinking about killing herself, Jenny. That's right. Okay. So I mean the soundtrack's great, but I feel like it was just too many songs, you know? Yeah. 
I I think that's what a lot of people because I I like the soundtrack too, but it is like cliche in some of the songs that they choose to use and the placement of it, and then mm-hmm. and then that Robin Wright. Should she have been nominated for supporting actress? No, I think I was. I could have sworn that Sally Field was nominated for supporting actress, and then when I read it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's not nominated." You don't think Robin Wright? No, not really. I think her one Oscar nomination comes from Princess Bride, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, is that even but, a question? But she, I think she would be considered supporting actress in that movie, right? Or she's in the movie for like what half an hour. Yeah, she's not in it that she's long. She's not in it for very long. But I wonder if that's a situation where they would say, but it's she's technically the titular Princess Bride, so mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know. Um, okay, so you, you say Shawshank Redemption. I say Shawshank picture, Redemption. Right? I know it's a better movie, even though I like Pulp Fiction a little more. I would say Pulp Fiction. I think, it w- I think if this comes out in 2020, even with this category and these groups of so film, I think it would have won. they did the ceremony this year you think that Pulp Fiction would win yes and I know I'm saying that when they actually did the ceremony this year Quentin Tarantino did have a movie out Mm -hmm. and it didn't win I know I'm saying it then but there's no Parasite in this list so sure God, Parasite was such a great movie we should do that sometime well we'll get to it in 24 (laughs) episodes we'll get to it um all right so I have a so for you overall has this ceremony aged well? I don't think it's aged well. I think the actress category is awful. Um, I think Bullets Over Broadway taking up two supporting actress nominees. Like, Diane Weiss for Bullets Over Broadway and Martin Landau for Ed Wood are not two well-known performances. And that's typically what you get from the supporting yeah. categories. But lately, that's like not really the case. Right. And I think there are just a little more built up. Um, so I didn't like that. I think over, like I said, I think overall it was a great movie year. Yeah. Um, I think honestly, even though speed did win two Oscars, I think it was nominated for the wrong Oscars. Yeah, probably. I seriously think it should have been a best picture nominee. I knew that they were never going to do it. Your Siri just went off. What did you say? That was close. I think you said seriously. Oh, seriously. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I thought I was going to do it again. Um, but I, I just think that actress was so bad, and then the supportings weren't well known. Even though that this was a pretty, like it the was movies a solid year had. for. What do you think? What do you think? Do you I think, think it I also well? agree with you that it is not aged very well in terms of the nominees. That actress category, holy goodness gracious! Yeah, and in terms of the winners, Forrest Gump sweeping the entire night. I don't think it's aged particularly well. I think if this if this happens, like, and everything kind of gets divvied up, and like. Pulp Fiction wins two big ones, yeah. and Shawshank wins if, two big ones. Then we can... I think if, like, Shawshank Redemption wins, like, actor mm-hmm. or, like, adapted screenplay, like, and yeah. Pulp Fiction, director and original screenplay, and Forrest Gump, picture and actor, I feel like we yeah. probably would have a different spin on everything. I think so, yeah, but they... If it, it was, was just... evenly distributed, but Pulp Fiction... Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump just won everything. Yeah, it was a year where that just happened. So, yeah, I don't think it's aged particularly well. I don't think it's aged well either. Um, All right, well, we are going to tackle the 1996 Oscars next. That was what? Braveheart. Oh, my gosh, that was Braveheart Braveheart year. How long is Braveheart? Three hours long. How long is Sense and Sensibility? About two and a half hours long. Oh, And that's also, don't forget, Connor, that's the year of Babe. 
Oh, Matt that's Pig right. Wow. Babe getting a Best Picture nomination. We have to talk about Finally get to watch Babe. Wow, how lucky am I? Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations to everyone. I've had a lovely evening. Thank you very much for inviting me. Good night, folks.